What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Godly Dating 101 podcast. It's your boy Tavares, and I'm doing the episode solo today. I dropped an Instagram teaser on what the subject of today's episode would be. Hopefully, I can get this up on YouTube. So if you're watching on YouTube, thank you. Um, But if you're listening only on podcasts, thank you for tuning in. Uh, For those who may be new, consider subscribing. I hope that you can go through some of the older episodes and find um, some topics that were relevant to you that can help you in whatever season you are in of life. But as you notice, the Golly Dating 101 podcast, Tavares here. I run with my wife, Safa. And, you know, guys, I just want to let you know that we are thankful for all of the support we're getting. Thankful for you guys that are showing love. If you are on Apple iTunes, I'm asking that you leave a five-star review. Leave a review. I know it doesn't seem significant to you, but if someone's very first time reading, uh, trying to check out a podcast and then they read a review, that's good. They might be more inclined to check it out. Um, I want to read one. Um, I rarely do it, but I thought this was pretty dope. I checked it today. This person, Keylon, says, I absolutely love it. They keep the scriptures in it and keep you encouraged to submit to God's will. Love it. And this is an edit. They came back to it, apparently. I love them more. I went on a fast from the type of music I listen to, TV, everything. This is the only quote-unquote Christian podcast I listen to now. As I said before, they use a lot of scripture. Everything is validated in the Word of God, not just them talking. (laughs) I really love and admire that they stick to the Bible. Definitely worth listening to. That means a lot. Trust me. um, I hate the fact of um, people just regurgitating info and everybody just being emotional and podcast is their way to vent i don't uh, i just feel like saying that you know what i mean people just get on social media and they start talking nonsense you know but god bless us with a platform and it's our goal to hopefully steward it well today's episode though um is not necessarily a typical episode this one is definitely a lot more opinion based and a lot of personal experiences so if you disagree be sure to reach out to me let me know some other experiences you've had with this but today i want to talk about reasons why men are pursuing women outside of the church um to me that's a very common thing that's happening um, have i been guilty of it before 100 percent, yes so i'm not going to sit here and pretend you know i've been perfect i've only pursued godly women you know but there are a few reasons I believe why this happens all the time, you know, so hopefully, hopefully none of you guys are in that predicament. But if you are, I hope I hope that you stop it, bro. I hope that you stop. (laughs) So and ladies, we will get to you next week. You are not off the hook. If I see all the ladies tuning in today and no one tunes in next week, then I know the ladies are the ones that's guilty. Um, But number one, some men, there are so many men that are in church, but their hearts are not rooted in God. So they're they're in church, they're in the building, yes, but that doesn't mean that their lives are rooted in Christ. And I think many times we confuse the two. We automatically assume that because someone goes to church or someone looks saved that they are saved or just because someone, you know, has the suit on, has the skirt, has the long hair, has the modest clothes, they sing on this and they preach here and they do all that. We automatically assume that the person is always loving God. But in reality, sometimes our church personality does not match reality. Now, I know there's been plenty of times in my life where I've played the hypocrite, you know, so I can definitely attest to that. You know, that's something you have to daily work on, you know, because it's easy to be in church and still pursue after things that are not good for you. 
you know, so when I talk about that, I want to I want to definitely want to start there, you know, because I want us to understand that not everyone is aiming to please God. You know, so many times we're looking like, oh, well, why didn't he pursue me? And why is he going after a girl in the world? Or why is he going? Why is it that the um, pastor is preaching about purity and everybody? The Bible is talking about purity. And then they're going after the woman who's not pure and all that. Yeah, because of lust. <laughs> a lot of times the guy is driven by lust. The guy is driven by his carnal nature. You're driven by, you know, the old habits that you that God wanted us to die to. But because you don't want to die to your flesh, you're still attracted to things that appease your flesh. You're still attracted to things that are good for how you feel in the moment. And I think a lot of us are guilty in that arena. You know, we keep going back to what's comfortable, to what's convenient rather than pursuing after what God wants us to pursue after, you know, but uh, <clears throat> sorry. You know, so I want to I want to start there. You know, so if there's a pattern of a guy constantly pursuing women in the world, I don't mean they talk to a woman one time. I mean that they're constantly pursuing after the women that are unsaved. And clearly that shows that there's a problem with his heart that either maybe he, one really isn't saved or two, his heart is not where it needs to be. Because if our mind are if our mind is kingdom focused, we're not going to pursue a woman who is worldly driven. We're going to pursue a woman who's kingdom minded as well. That'll help us achieve our calling. You know, so I think it, I think every time that I've done it, I was backslidden in my heart. So I was in church, but in my heart, definitely wasn't where God wanted it to be. You know, so I want to make sure that all the guys that are listening are understanding that I know what it is to be there. I know what it is to, you know, God help me because I keep entertaining things that are wrong because my type was really just God. If she's if she's saving got a big butt, then that's that's your will for my life. That's how I used to pray. Very immature, but I'm being honest. <laughs> you know, like God, all she needs is a body and be in the house of God and I'm good. You know, and, and that's a problem, you know, that shows that I'm not focused on the right thing. You know, so I want to make it clear that it doesn't it's 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 not that I'm saying people in the world are evil or people in the world, you know, uh just send them to hell. No, I'm saying, but it's a problem when we think we can just date whoever, you know, and it doesn't affect our walk with God, but it definitely does, especially if the person is not saved, because Second Corinthians 6 and 14 says, be not unequally yoked together with unbelievers for what fellowship has righteousness with unrighteousness or what communion has light with darkness. And I think we need to make that clear initially, because a lot of times we talk about how people in the world are good people. We talk about, ah, oh, man, I don't see the problem with, with me talking to them. Yeah, you don't see the problem, but God sees the problem. Whereas you think it's just no big deal. They're nice. They're kind. People in the church are mean anyways. No, no, no. God is saying, I see the d- direction their life is heading. And if they don't repent, their life is heading towards destruction. So why would I want you connected to that. God is saying he doesn't want you connected to things that lead to death. You know, so some of the guys, you know, that you're wondering why would they be talking to women in the in the world? But in reality, some of these guys couldn't tell you what the pastor said at church for the last three weeks. They're not paying any attention. They could tell you who was wearing something tight. You know, they, that's what they're in church for. They're in church for the ladies. They're not in church, you know, for or they're in church for what they can get from God, but not from God himself. You know, so I want us to make it clear that not everyone who is in the house of God has a passion for the things of God or, not, or has a passion for the presence of God. You know, so we have to be careful not that we don't get to that point, whereas, you know, church is just about what I can gain. Um, the Bible make, makes it clear in Amos 3 and 3, it says, can two walk together except they be agreed? You know, so you would not even want the man who's pursuing worldly women to connect with you because you have to think about it. He, His heart and his mind is in a different direction. So if you're going to yoke together with someone, 
The goal is we can help each other achieve purpose. We can help each other grow spiritually. We can help each other grow financially, emotionally, mentally, get to where God destined us to be to get to our goals. But if this person is driven by the things of this world, then you guys are not equally yoked. Even if even if they're saved, you are not mentally on the same. They're not spiritually mature enough to kind of have a godly relationship, if that makes more sense. You know, so there are men that are, you know, claiming that a that it doesn't matter, you know, as long as they're saved, then they could do whatever they want. Those are not the type of men that you want to get used to. That's not the type of man you want to connect to. So if a man doesn't value the 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 need for purity or the need for righteousness, then that woman who does value purity and righteousness and modesty and those things, she's gonna be boring to him. You know, and, and I, don't get me wrong that the concept of men being boring is always a big issue for what the ladies are always saying. So we'll, we'll dive, I'll dive into that more with Safa next week when we talk about why ladies are entertaining men in the world. But for right now, I just want to mention how a woman, if I want to have sex, nothing you say about Psalms 1 is necessary right now. If my mind is focused on sex, ladies, I don't care about how godly you are. I don't care about how much scripture you can quote. If my mind isn't pure, then I'm going to always try to lead you down to a path that that draws me into what I want to do. You know, so we have to be careful that we don't we don't misunderstand what is happening, you know, because you think, ah, man, you know, I don't want a relationship to fail. He's such a great guy. But yeah, his heart is not there. His, you're, you're trying to live for God. I'm not, you know, and that's the reason why those guys are pursuing women in the world, because those women in the world are willing to you know, once they fall in love, they'll have sex, you know, those type of things, you know, but I don't want any of the godly ladies that are listening right now to feel as though they need to compromise who they are spiritually, compromise, you know, who God has called them to be in order to keep that man, you know, let him waste his time with the ladies in the world, you know, so don't allow him to cause, you know, his motives and his desires to cause you to go astray. I want you to understand that God's plan for you is not for you to settle, you know, you know, so when, you, when we think about it, um, and I think a lot of the times, one of the issues where, you know, for me, you know, dating a godly woman is is something that requires accountability. You know, um, in my head, I, I have to know that if I do something wrong, <laughs> you know, and my leadership is aware of it, then that's going to be a problem that's bigger than just me and her dating. Um, so perfect example one time they thought I did something growing up. I won't say what they thought I did. Use your imagination. I don't care. They thought I did something. And I was sat down out of ministry for about, I want to say about six months. And all I could think was, well, if I knew I was going to get sat down, I would have just did it. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, I, I don't understand why, why am I being punished for, for a misunderstanding? You know, and it's so easy for us to complain and say, oh, I didn't deserve that and things like that. And you may say, ah, oh, Tavares, you're being immature thinking that way. But I want to be clear, like, no, but I have to understand that the consequences of my actions does bring about the um, my actions does bring about consequences, you know. So it's so easy for men to think, you know, I can just do whatever I want, but he's gonna go after the woman in the world. Whereas if he breaks her heart, if he cheats on her, whatever, that's not hurting. That's not hurting people in the church. You know, it's hurting someone outside. We're still not fair. Still unacceptable behavior. But at the same time, you're not breaking the hearts of all the ladies in the church. And I believe that's probably the mentality that some of these guys have when they do these things. A second thing is. The moment you date a lady in the church, a moment you pursue after a woman in the church, it seems as though you're expected to marry them. Uh, let me adjust this camera right there. I feel like they're all up in my face. But the moment the that you're you pursue after a woman in the church, I don't I don't know if it's my culture, the Jamaican culture, or black churches, or whatever it is, but 
I've seen a lot of people say, you know, that they felt pressured into marriage in the church. You know, they're always telling them, hey, so-and-so is single. What do you thought? What do you think about that person? What do you think about this person? And don't get me wrong. I've done it to people before as well, but I've done it to people that I knew were actually interested, you know, they're ready to date. So I'll tell them, hey, what about that person? What about that person? But my issue is the moment you say praise the Lord or the moment you see a girl and you say good morning, people assume, okay, well, these two are going to get married. And I'm like, I've seen it over and over. I've had people message me for advice and they're like, oh, a prophet came and said, you know, that my spouse is X, Y, Z, and I'm going to meet them then and blah, blah, blah. And they gave all the details. And I'm looking like, did God really want that prophet to come and tell you who your specific spouse was and when you're going to meet them and or or any of those details? I don't know. Maybe I'm just too carnal to fully get it, uh, but I don't know. And I've literally had people, I've literally had, you know, I don't, he didn't have a title, but he was like a minister in our church. And he came up to me and he was just like, you know, God showed me who, who you're going to marry. And I was like, oh, really? Who? You know, because I, I, I want to know this. And when he said that young lady's name, bruh, bruh, you know, you know, God ain't tell you that. Why, why are you lying on God? I, I just don't get why people feel the need to put so much pressure on young people to get married because God ain't tell him that because there was no way that I was marrying her. And clearly I did not marry her. I married Safa, you know, so, and I thank God that I did, you know, I mean, it's so easy for them to to tell you, oh, God said, and this, and, you know, they put so much pressure on people, you know, so please understand that you don't need to pressure people into getting married. And I believe that's one of the, that's a big reason why men in the church are not pursuing after women in the church, because once the church knows, you know, you two look close, they automatically assume you're dating. And once they know you're dating, they already have a plan. All right, well, we need to see in six months, we need to see in a year what is happening, when in reality, just because you you hang out with someone or just because you you connect with someone does not mean you're going to marry them. That really might mean that, you know, you're just getting to know them, which is the purpose of dating, getting to know them, seeing if you're compatible, seeing if you actually have a connection, a spiritual, emotional connection. You, you guys are compatible, things like that. You know, so we have to stop expecting people, you know, to to be able to handle all of this pressure that we're putting on them. To me, it's unacceptable, you know, um, when you put all that pressure on someone to marry them. You know, when you think about it, in the church, many men, you know, once they date more than one girl, they're already labeled a player. Let's just, let's just, let's just call it what it is. I've seen it over and over again, whereas many men are called players in the house of God because they dated more than one girl. And don't get me wrong, there are many players, I've seen people, you know, with minister licenses, you know, try to use their their title and try to use their platform to try to seduce women or try to get closer to women. I've seen it all. But and and I'm not saying it's acceptable when, you know, or to allow people just to date everybody in the church. But we cannot label someone as a player just because he dated three sisters in the church. What if it's like 500 women in the church? Is he still a player? Like, no, he only dated three of them, you know, and I think it's I think we have to understand that. It's better to break up with someone um, now while dating rather than to get married and realize that was never God's will for you. You know, so I think it's unfair, you know, and, and I don't want to say it's justified when a man does it. But I think I understand why a man would rather date a woman in the world. You know, it doesn't work out then whatever, rather than dating a woman in the church. And now if you break up, it causes a rift in the church, whereas people are gossiping about people and people are slandering names. And if the church is small, more drama, you know, church is full of drama, 
you know, um, the bigger the church, the more drama is going to be, you know, so I definitely, I definitely don't want to say it's acceptable. And I don't believe that it's God's will for them to do that. But I can see that's a big reason why a lot of men, you know, will go ahead and just date women outside of church because you don't want to cause issues, you know, amongst all the people that's going on, all the things that's happening in the church that is. The third thing that I want to say that I've noticed is that there are a lot of unrealistic expectations that people have in what what marriage is, you know, that's one, um, but, but how a relationship should look. And, you know, I think it's definitely on both sides. I, I definitely can't wait for you guys to hear Safa's opinion on, you know, on it, on the reverse when we talk about the ladies, but, you know, you guys know, I want to tell you to settle, you know, I'm always telling you God's plan never requires you to settle. God's plan is not going to cause you to um, compromise your biblical convictions. So don't get me wrong. I'm not saying, you know, you have a list of qualifications somebody must have and you must rip up your list. No, I'm, I'm, I'm saying if you're if you're if you're claiming those things are your standards, but are not even biblical, then you're probably the reason why you're single. You know, let's just, let's just make that clear. Whereas I'm not saying you can't like men that are six foot, but if you're saying Five foot 11 is a deal breaker because that's not the will of God for your life. Well, sis, you better be six foot seven, right? You know, acting like five eleven is a bidget, you know what I mean? But I think it's a lot of times we set unrealistic expectations, you know what I mean? And it's just unfair, you know, what we expect the men to do or to look like or the woman to be or to look like, you know, and I think many women in the church, many women in church, they're unrealistic on what a godly man is. And I say that because speaking from personal experience, I know of many women that were very, very fond of me is the word I'll use when I was carnal. So if I'm flirting, well, I'm the coolest thing they know. You know, if I'm making sexual jokes, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm oh man, Tavares is so great and blah, blah, blah. I don't get me wrong. People aren't just like going crazy over me. No, not, never. But my issue is whenever I, I was worldly or carnal or wasn't that spiritual or I wasn't mature yet, everyone wanted to be my friend. Everyone is like, oh, man, Tavares is so great. But the moment I decided to take my walk with God seriously, I had no friends. Um, people don't invite me anywhere. Uh, people think, oh, man, this guy's corny. Uh, you're weird, blah, blah, blah. A lot of people, once they realize, once they talk to me off of social media, or once they know me in real life and we've been talking for a while, they realize I'm, I'm actually not that bad. I'm a pretty cool guy. I'm not judgmental. But I think a lot of people, they see things like, oh, he runs a page called Godly Dating. And it's so easy for them to think, uh, man, I was struggling with lust. I could never, I could never connect with that person. When in reality, that person is still human. And I think a lot of times women, they'll say, ah, oh, nah, I mean, I'm not dating this guy, man. This guy's a goof. Like this guy's like a cornball. You know, he's not, he's not funny. You know, he's just so Jesus this and Jesus that. And he's so lame. And, and I think a lot of times men are looking at it like, well, the Bible says I should love the Lord with all my heart, mind, soul, and strength. But the moment I'm loving God with all my heart, mind, soul, and strength, now I'm a loser and no one wants to date me. You know, so I definitely understand clearly what these men are talking about when they say, yeah, well, the woman in church don't even want to give me a chance, you know, because I have a single friend and he literally tells me <laughs> like, hey, yo, if I wanted to get a girl in the world, any one of them right now, just say the word, probably send a text. They ready to hang out. And, and it's not even that these people are always just thinking sex, you know, so please don't think, you know, it's just always sex, you know, but in reality, but if you text a girl in church, eh, I don't, I don't really know. You know what I mean? And it's just like, 
I don't get the logic in that. You know, what what is your expectation of what a godly man is? And I think a lot of times we have an unbiblical definition of what godly means. You know, so we have to understand, even Safa said at one time, like, I realized how the, the conversation, she wasn't, it looked like she was just kind of ignoring me. And I was like, what's up? And she was like, so all you got to talk about is God? You know what I mean? And I don't want to make my wife sound cardinal, but it was, she was also trying to say like, well, is there, is there something else we can talk about? Can we talk about life, school? You know what I mean? Us, you know, something like that, you know? So I definitely can understand why Christian women can say what they say, but I also want you to, want you to realize that it's unfair for you to, to, to to pray for a godly man and the moment you receive one he's too godly for you no 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 i think it i think a lot of people in church they they definitely lose their personality trying to be godly and trying to conform to whatever careless thing you know mindset that they think that they should have but i believe that it's unfair for you to write off someone who is aiming to please god because clearly they don't make certain jokes they don't make those those sexual jokes they're not asking for nudes they're not they're not being vulgar. They're not being rude. And they're not doing these things because they're trying to honor God. You know, so you have to understand that just because this man, you know, was dating a woman in the world, that doesn't mean the woman in the world demands that. There are plenty of women in the world who are waiting for marriage. Contrary to popular belief, I know you guys don't. You probably think Christians are the only ones waiting for marriage, but there are a lot of people in the world that do respect their bodies and do value their bodies as well. So I don't think that's the only case, you know, but I, I, I remember... I don't want to use people's testimonies, but it's not specific. Um, a person reached out to me and they were just like, you know, they needed advice um, in regards to the relationship that they were talking about. If you're listening, what's good, bro? But they mentioned they wanted advice regarding relationship and they were talking to a young lady and the young lady would like, um, she wasn't interested in them, but they were trying to figure out why wasn't she interested in. And the young lady said she needed a person who was doing more spiritually for the kingdom. If you just hear that, you will think, great. Um, so I asked them, okay, bro, so what are you doing spiritually that would make her think that you're, you know, worth dating? You know, and the person told me all that they were doing, you know, they're active in preaching, they're active, you know, um, in all kinds of ministries. They, they mentioned several things. It was a long time ago, so I really don't remember. But a young lady said um, she needs a person that's doing more. And all I could think is, I'm not sure if she thinks she's about to marry Jesus Christ himself, because like, what are you, what are you talking about? You know, but in reality, that wasn't a real issue. When, when he kept on inquiring that the young lady said, no, God, she knows that her calling was to be a first lady. And she believes that he needs to be a pastor if, if they're going to be together. And I'm looking at it like for one, well, I won't say that comment because that was going to be immature. But two, I want to make it clear that that is an unrealistic expectation that you believe that someone is godly just because they're on the pulpit. I think we have to not we have to we have to redefine. We have to stop redefining what the Bible is already saying. You know, when Bible mentions somebody living a godly life or a consecrated life or set apart life, that doesn't mean that they are the pastor. That doesn't mean they're a pastor. Um, teacher, evangelist, apostle, prophets, you know, fivefold ministry. And you don't have to be the praise team leader in order to be a worshiper. David wasn't leading a praise team when he was creating these Psalms. He was in the wilderness. He was in a desert. He was in storms. He was in all kinds of issues. But it's so immature of us when we think, you know, now nah, someone needs to be doing this for them to be considered good enough for me. So there are a lot of men who they do love God, but then there's some women who who they think, okay, well, 
well, you're not a pastor of the church, so you're not really good enough, you know, and it's just like that comes across a little high and mighty, you know, and I've seen things like that, whereas guys, they date women in the world. And once the girl in the world knows that you love God, because everybody in the world apparently is spiritual, you know, everybody is, you know, good vibes and spiritual and, you know, praise, praise Jehovah, uh, whatever, you know, the, the nonsense that they say. Um, but my issue is when you talk about women in the world, women in the world, are just like, wow, he has a good, he has a strong walk with God. That's amazing. They don't care if you've been to church once a month, you know what I mean? And they're talking about, you have a strong walk with God. I remember being in the military. I need to talk about being a Christian in the military in one episode, but all they had, to, all they knew was, ah, oh, Tavares goes to church and, and ladies are just like, wow, that's good. You know, a man that has a relationship with God, you know, and, and they don't know how often I'm going to church, you know what I mean? But there's a lot of women in the world, whereas they look for certain qualities, as in, okay, he he has a spiritual uh, aspect to him. They don't care for all the extra stuff because obviously they're not saved, but it's the fact that they're looking like he has a spiritual aspect to him, you know, so they view that as something that's good. So if a man saw a woman in a church denying him because he doesn't have a, a strong because he's not doing whatever she believes that he needs to do, then he's not good enough. Then that can clearly show us why he will do what he does by pursuing a woman who isn't even saved. You know, so those are definitely a couple of the reasons I realize, um, you know, some of the men, you know, definitely were guilty of this and we don't know what a, a real good godly woman is ourselves. You know what I mean? Because a lot of times men are dating unsaved women that attend church. You know, ladies that, yeah, she dresses the part, but her heart is in the world. So they don't even understand. We don't even understand all the time how a good and a godly woman lives, how she acts. You know, so I think it's definitely a big problem that we're facing in the church, whereas people are just people are just not understanding what the will of God is. I'm praying that God removes the scales from our eyes. You know, some of these men are expecting the women to even meet every physical requirement you know, and she has to have this body and this shape and these looks. In Genesis 29, we see that um, Jacob loved Rachel, but her father Laban didn't give him Rachel to marry initially. He gave him Leah. Leah was an older sister. Um, I believe that you could say it was a lazy eye or maybe a dead eye, but I believe it was a lazy eye that Leah had. So Leah wasn't as attractive. You know, Leah's that girl with the cockeyed, you know what I mean? Like, you know, her eyes are a bit uneven. And, you know, that wasn't what Jacob's first choice was. But the Bible mentions that he loved Rachel and not Leah. So the Bible mentions because Leah was hated in her husband's sight, God opened her womb. So God allowed this man to have children by this woman. And yet he still did not love her the way he loved Rachel. Why? Because Rachel was the beautiful sister. And it's just like, so you mean to tell me a woman is not quality? Even Leah was bringing forth fruit in his life, having babies, break, making his life better, making his life earn more. But he wanted a woman just because she had looks. And that's the reason why I say a lot of times when men are pursuing these women in the world is really just based off looks and lust. That's really what it is. Let's just be honest. A lot of times we're driven by lust and unless God delivers us from it, is going to destroy us, you know. Um, but the last reason um, I think uh, I want to uh, I want to cover here because there's a lot that I'm not putting in because I want to make sure that we have a balance when we talk about um, next week because there's some that can definitely go for more. But I want to I want I think this one aligns with men more than women, and I believe it's because that we don't have that many godly male examples in the churches today that can help disciple us. And I say that because. 
churches, man, is disproportionately more high, high numbers in women than men. Who's in all the prayer meetings? The women. Who's who's the person doing the Bible studies? The women. Who's the person um, leading praise and worship? The women. Who's starting more churches today? Seems like women. Like it's like women are doing the absolute most, you know, um, you know, trying to build the kingdom of God while men are just taking a back seat, either not saved or anything like that. So I definitely can understand when a, a young boy is in church now and all he sees, you know, just women taking the lead. He's never had the example to to show him how to pursue a woman, to show him how to properly love a woman, especially if, if he comes from some type of broken home or he comes from, you know, some type of brokenness regarding family or, you know, things like that. You know, and I think many of us men, we're just reproducing what we've already witnessed. So we grew up in an abusive home, abusive. We, we grew up in a home where dad was doing his business. We start dating all over the place and start sleeping all over the place. Do you know what I mean? I think a lot of times we're, we're just reproducing what we've been witnessing all these years. You know, so I definitely think that's a big issue because I don't think we were ever shown how to pursue a woman. There, there's no there's no master class on how to slide into the DMs. Um, if there is, if there isn't, maybe I should create one because I'm tired of my brothers texting this girl, hey beautiful, and talking to himself for the last six years because she's not responding. Like, like, bro, come on, what are you doing, bro? Like, get a life. You know, so maybe because you're not responding is the reason why he's talking to the woman in the world, but <laughs> but no, no, no. So I definitely think it's definitely difficult. Because we weren't shown how to pursue that woman. We weren't shown how to disciple that family. You know, and I definitely had a, a dad who, who's been married to my mom, I think 31 years, 32 years now, um, been saved as far as long as I can remember since I was a baby. You know, so he's definitely did a great example, but everyone doesn't have that example, you know, being in a, a married home, you know, a, a, a active husband, active father, you know, so I definitely think that's a, a big issue. Sorry about that. Um, the time went over. <laughs> so I definitely think that's a big issue in what we're facing in the church today. You know, and then many, many of us were saying, well, I know they don't. I, I know we don't get shown how to pursue the women. And then that turns around into many of the women pursuing men. Um, I don't know if you noticed, but there are many women in the world who pursue men. There are many women who don't mind pursuing after men inside the house of God. Many women who will chase after him. You know what I mean? And then a lot of guys, they're lazy and they don't mind a woman putting forth that effort. So they allow her to do so. You know, so that's the reason I believe that it's very common, you know, because I've had many women in the world pursue me. And honestly, it is a turnoff. You know, it's not something that I care for having a woman pursue me. I would rather show that effort myself. But at the end of the day, if I'm carnal and I don't mind it being an unsaved woman, then obviously I'll do that. Um, a lot of times I won't do it. I want to leave that for next week, but, but that I know, like, I think a lot of times, you know, we, 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 we look at these men and we're like, oh man, they're just trash. And I think a lot of them are, you know, but I think sometimes it's just, we, you know, as a man, you don't want to, you don't want to go and pursue the wrong woman. So it feels as though you can just do whatever you want when it's a woman in the world. And I'm not, I'm not justifying it at all right now. I know this podcast is definitely, you know, me just throwing out ideas, you know, because it's a bigger issue at hand, definitely opinion based. Um, but 
maybe I'm wrong. You know what I'm saying? Um, I do know rejection and embarrassment stops many. You know, for whatever reason, men are reject uh, are afraid of rejection in church. Me, it is what it is. You can reject me, um, but you're gonna have to let me know you're not interested. Because if I'm interested, I'm gonna hold a conversation. You know, but there are many men who are not interested. They're not willing to to get themselves rejected. Not willing to put themselves on the line for whatever reason. And I think that's a big issue that that can be addressed later on. That that needs to be addressed. You know, because there's no reason why. Jesus tells the the word of God, you know, Paul is speaking Ephesians and he's like, you know, love your wife the way that Christ loved the church and he gave himself up for it. You know, he's telling us to do all these things and he's showing us how Christ pursued us. But he's saying all of this to say, I want you to do the same thing. So he's showing us how men are to pursue after their wives. We're not supposed to be waiting on on her to pursue us. And I know there's some women in the church that are shooting their shot. I know I've told y'all in the past that we were definitely going to do that episode, but we've been all over the place with all these episodes, you know, but I definitely don't think that we should allow rejection or embarrassment to stop us. The worst thing she can say is no. Um, maybe maybe she'll be petty and show her her messy group chat friends. Ah, look at this loser trying to hit me up. But if that was the that was the type of thing that the woman did, then who cares? You know what I mean? It's clearly too immature to be in a real relationship. You know, but I definitely want to hear you guys' ideas. So if you're listening to this on YouTube, I want you to comment some ideas on why you think men do this. But if you're only listening on podcasts and stations, then I thank you for tuning in and comment back and forth and shoot me some messages on Instagram and in the comments, because I would love to know what are your thoughts on why men pursue women outside of the church? I believe that this is definitely something that is very common, and I believe it's something that should be stopped. I don't think that God is pleased with it. But... For those who tune in to the end, I appreciate you guys listening to me. I pray that you'll continue to support. Check out our Patreon and see y'all next week when we talk about the sisters. Sisters, y'all better stay tuned because I know how y'all get. Peace.